You you do what you do. Wait, hold on. Hello, everyone, (laughs) and welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. With us, as always, is Sean O'Brien. Hi, Gary. He's staring at me. And Sean Fawburnett. And I am not your host, but I'm just introducing us. I'm Joey Bunnier, I guess. (laughs) You can be the host if you want. No, Sean O'Brien. Hey, John. I don't think I'm the host. You you are the host. No, you're well, no, the host. I, you're the host because you read it. Oh, I. You're the the heavy lifter. You're the narrator. Got it. Okay, fair enough. Pun intended. Well, by the size too. of your book bag. You guys can read anytime you want. By really? The way. I can't read. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, he yeah, disqualifies I'd love to hear him. You read yeah. at some point. Okay, I'll try. Sean, I, I would be like, <laughs> if I even suggested it, it would fucking tear my head yeah. off. No, it so would I have would. to be a script I would like study for. <laughs> it's just like, like I have you trouble can read anytime you want. I dude. have trouble going into other people's voices, so every character sounds like an annoying Jewish person. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that, okay if you're reading like you know, like a good the show to me. Let's go uh, for like, it. If you're reading like the script to Annie Hall, sure, <laughs> that works. <laughs> That's the very first screenplay I ever read. Actually, with Annie Hall, really? <laughs> it's really funny. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I got like four screenplays by Woody Allen or whatever, and that was the first one on there. And that was, I, I don't know, I was in college, I think, and I just wanted, I had never read a screenplay before. You read your first screenplay in college? Yeah. Weird. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. It didn't even really occur to me that there were screenplays that existed. And I was, what, did you read them earlier or I should, that oh, was later? Well, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been in film since I was like nine years old. So like, I, you know. Really? I didn't know that. That's don't cool. be a one-upper. Well, I just assume that everyone's been making movies since they were kids. Like, <laughs> it that, didn't, it didn't even. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah. And we're back. And we're back. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there's a little buzz, so it started to delay, and that would not be fun. Um, anyway, I have books. Um, and we have what? So wait, what do we what do we get again for food? We're what getting we waiting on. We're getting Italian food. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah pizza yeah. and the like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not pizza. Not pizza. We didn't get pizza. What'd you yeah. get, Joey? I got a chicken parm. I'm sorry, veal parm. Yeah, you went with the veal. And you I were, felt that's right. Horrible. Do you still? So you okay? So you're oh, still. Conflicted. So it was a uh, a moral thing. It wasn't you, you were your only debate beforehand or quarrel beforehand was the quality of veal parmesan it was from both. a no, local no. I, at first it was the moral quandary. I got over that run real quick. <laughs> <laughs> then it, it was the quality of chicken versus veal from a place that I've never been to. Right on. Got it. Mm. Shiny, what'd you get? Uh, stuffed shells. Right on. Yeah. Right on. I myself got an Italian sub, but it's cold, mm. and I'm. Regretting this decision. Good. You can have As some of my food. Yeah, I think so too. I Thank got you. a side of pasta, so maybe you want a little of that. No, it's fine. Mm. I, I should have just got the turkey sandwich or That's had good, them like. Because I wasn't going to share. <laughs> um, I have books. As always. I have books. Um, As carried over from last time, I have The Sun Also Rises by mm-hmm. Ernest Hemingway, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, Dubliners by James Joyce. I brought my boy Jimmy J back. Two copies of J. Dublin? I brought two copies. Yeah, you know, I'm, come on, it's James, it's James Joyce. What's the difference? Well, one of them looks like this. With as I'm flipping through, you can see my fucking your scribblings, right? You can see my <laughs> well, you know, my, the, your, my Mark David Chapman insanity. Yeah, your, your assassin <laughs> notes. There's um, two translations from the original Gaelic. And the, the other one is <laughs> it's written in English. I know. <laughs> the um, other one is Virgin Pristine. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is the Centennial edition. I have uh, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Man, 
F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> I have Jacob's Room by Virginia Woolf, The Old Man in the Sea. I have my little book, actually, that, that sort Your of- little black book? Exactly, yeah. My little black book that sort of breaks down the Dubliners thing in case you guys oh, ask Oh, my God. So that's it. what we're going to read when you kill people. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. And, of course, I have Gravity's Rainbow by Thomas Pynchon, which also the has fuck? a bunch of Mark David Chapman, uh, yeah, Chapman writing in it as well. I have um, no idea what that is. Which was a lot of fun to read. It's one of the harder books, like, yeah. you know, it's one of the hardest books to read ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty douchey. It's it's extremely douchey. <laughs> it's, Thomas Pynchon's very douchey, but he's very fun. Like, it's called there's, Gravity's Rainbow. There's constant Rainbow. comedy yeah. in it. So once you can get, and it's, but it's also the same thing with Joyce. Like Joyce, hmm. Joyce, there's a lot of comedy and there's a lot of jokes underneath everything, but there's a lot more work to get to the joke and the joke isn't as funny. It's just a little like, but there's, it's all beautiful. So it's the douchebag level is way higher than Joyce. Yeah. Whereas with Pynchon, the douchebag level is high, extremely mm. high, but it's the comedy level is also high. Once mm. you get like when once you get the joke, it's actually kind of funny. Gotcha. Um, um, I would like to come up with a measurement of douche on the douchometer. <laughs> I know that's a good point. First of all, we have the douchometer, which is great, but we need a quantity. <laughs> yeah, we do. You're right. Um, yeah, I've just I, been but going it's one also to ten. it's Sean's but, level. Like I don't. I, I guess we can all maybe there, agree uh, on Is it. there the typical prototypical douche that we can name it after? For instance, we name yeah, Decibel after Alexander writer? Graham Bell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Who is the douchiest writer of all time, Sean? I, I mean, the the name that always jumps out is Stephen King. Um, <laughs> that's not the douchiest can't be. writer in the world ever. No, no, there's that, no douchebag. No, that's like he doesn't I, even have an English accent. I, I think that's like my father. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What? No, no, just That's trying. Your to, father? You no, know, Jesus God. Um, trying Sorry. to trying to calibrate the scale. I'm thinking Stephen King is a five. Stephen King is a five on the douchebag level. Oh, so he's right in the middle. Yeah, he's like a one in my book. Really? Yeah, I put mm. him on the lower scale. I put him on two or three. There or is four. like almost no douchebaggery with Stephen King. Oh well, I've, it, to me, it's all about word count with Stephen King. No, oh, so word count is part of douchebag level. Oh yeah, just like filling the page with bullshit I don't need to know because you want to, you know, get paid. That's douchebaggery to you. Totally. That is not what I was meaning. Well, by wasting my time is douchebaggery. Wordiness can be. See, that's what we we talked about this. It's in one of our fifteen podcasts. Like mm. your 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 phrase douchebaggery. Oh, it's a catch -all. Has many yeah. different <laughs> things. Like the word count, the the element of word count, mm -hmm. I wouldn't even wouldn't even register on the douchebag scale for me because uh, it's not a well, douchebag. Well, I thing. do see what he's saying. He's basically saying say, if you're trying to say something in less words or more words, the person who says it in more words is the more douchey. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd call them douchey. I would definitely call them, you know. A, a it, fucking it, annoying. Well, yeah, exactly. It's a factor it, in the douchometer. Yeah. Okay, I don't, but I don't know if we can factor that in with. But I, I guess we can try. Okay, <laughs> sure. Okay, We're so gonna it's a factor to. in the douchebag. Okay, it's yeah. a factor in the douchometer. So we, still, King, we need an example here. I can't we need, believe you registers a five in your thing. All right, anyway, the douchiest, the douchiest writer of all time, the douchiest Proust, douche that has ever douched. Oh, that's good, Marcel Proust. Even though I haven't read any Proust, not a clue. <laughs> just imagine. The only way I know Proust is from that movie, A Little Miss Sunshine. Oh yeah, that's yeah. so true. Um, I know Greg Proust. So uh, let me let me see if I'll, <laughs> I'll give you a rundown of the very little He's I know. Douchey. Yeah, I'll bring I'll bring Remembrance of Things Past at some point, and you'll see how like it, it, the register on the douchometer will be mm -hmm. will be physically sensed, recalibrated from this book. Okay, <laughs> not even recalibrated. It'll just be sensed. Like once I plop it under the table, you'll feel the douchometer. <laughs> okay, aftershocks. Um, right. Um, so he's. French. We'll start there. Oh, this already, written in French. already a seven. <laughs> um, he wrote. He wrote one huge, long, flowering piece called uh, "Remembrance of Things Past," but it's more appropriately translated to um, "In Search of Lost Time." Hmm. Um, the story. I have no idea what it's about. I've never read it, but it's three huge volumes long, which is actually more like six volumes long, because um, I think there's two parts in each of the six. 
Um, it's all sort of modernist in the same way like that like Joyce and Pynchon and all that have, you know, there's after one one word, there's a million things underneath the whole word. And it's all so there's a lot of work to be done on that douchebag level. Hmm. Um, each volume as well is huge and very, very long. Um, and it all opens but with a guy who's trying to fall asleep and he's about to he's just, you know, nodding off and he looks over and he sees a Madeleine, which is a little cookie. And he suddenly has this memory that we're about to witness over the course of about 4,000 pages um, or maybe 6,000. I don't remember. So that's, no, it's like 4,000 pages. So that's remembrance of things past. How, how would that mm. register on your douchebag level? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, so, that's so high. a compelling so, case. Sir. So, the yeah. <laughs> so the Proust, the Proust, the gentleman from New Jersey the, makes a valid point. The Proustometer, the Proustometer is what we'll call that. Then. No, no, no. It's, I like the Duchometer, but oh, we okay. measure it in Proust. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's really funny. Right? Yes, so, it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> so it's 9.3 Proust's. Now it's, I mean, it might, okay, we'll see. So we'll measure it. I mean, it, okay, but, just, I mean, we'll just as, call it after Proust. But the, I mean, as a measurement, Proust would have to be a one, right? No, or no, no. everything is point, so it'd be 0.93 Proust. It depends. I was just going to do a one to 10 scale. But right, the, if it's a one to 10 scale, but then he, it can't be, I, well, then Proust would be 10 on a to Proust To clarify, no, 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 not just Proust in general, but it remembers some things past might be you know, a 10 on the Proust scale, but he also might have something else that might register, you know, or I'm sorry, on the Duchometer. The yeah. Duchometer is, is the... It, it might register 10 Proust. Proust. It might register 10 Proust, but he might have something sure. else that has like one Proust. You know what I mean? But the, he just... Is, sort of, that's the thing. It, it might is, be the epitome of Proust. But if like something it, isn't as Proust. douchey as Proust, then it's... If, if that's the douchiest thing in the universe, then and nothing is as douchey as that, then everything is like 0.93, 0.72. Yeah, but no, no, no. You're, there could you be made up a scale. As, I know what you're, what about, I understand what you're what, saying. You but. made up a scale like from zero, math, from zero to one, <laughs> but we could have a different scale. Think about the thermometer, right? And, and we've Fahrenheit. I'm just saying if you, you can call, go from whatever degree we want. Right, but then when you call something the Proust, if we're saying it's one Proust, it needs, you know, that's just not I, how you start a measurement. No. No, it would be, what do you mean one Proust? No, if, like 10. <laughs> we measure it from one to 10. Right, we measure it from one so to like, ten. So, like, remembrance of things past is ten Proust. But we're saying Proust we're calling it a Proust thing. because Proust is the douchiest it's just thing. Douchey, right. So, if one Proust is the douchiest thing, no, it wouldn't be ten Proust's. That's what would I mean. Be the yeah. He's just that's, the namesake. Yeah. That, that's, that's all. Why, that's okay. Don't get hung up on he's like a, definitely a ten. He's just the namesake. He's the Godfather. That's yeah. all. Okay. We're so, named, but, but we, but just to clarify, the scale is from one to ten. All right. Cool. It's like if we named our money Washingtons or something. Benjamins. We kind of do that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> um, so everything I have here pretty much registers like well over a seven on the Duchometer or on the Duchometer. Yeah, easily. Every single thing here is well over a seven on the Duchometer. Seven Proust's. Yeah. Like oh, seven isn't Proust's. it essentially Couric's? Yes. Well, yeah. that's, now you're getting it. Well, it took South Park, but you got it. Well, no, because. Let's just go. Let's just fucking read. Still, Jesus Christ. No, that I, make, pick a book. I'm still right. <laughs> um, no. What do we do? Well, we're picking a book. I, I know books. you got the fucking you got the fucking two Joyces and the fucking okay. Uh, so he clearly magazine this. article he, you wrote about it. He waited. Oh this no, no, no! Towards I don't want to. I don't. I do not. I didn't. I'll fucking take Dubliners off this table in a heartbeat. <laughs> I did not wait it. That yes, way. you did. You stacked the dice. <laughs> yeah. It's off the table. There you go. Now there's no more Dubliners. I'm Literally took it off the table. Time. Wow, wow. <laughs> I'll read that shit in the winter. For fucking with me. You don't lie. <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah, that is an inside joke. <laughs> Was that a Game of Thrones reference? No. Winter's no. coming? Doubleners no, is no. coming. Dub yeah. So to clarify, uh, I have Old Man on the Sea, Grab Your Rainbow, 
uh, Great Gatsby, Jacob's Room, Sun Also Rises, and Pride and Prejudice? Uh, Joey. I'm really tempted to go super douche and hear a little Gravity's Rainbow. Yeah, man, we've been on the doucheometer. You're going to make me fucking read Gravity's Rainbow right now. Yeah. God damn it. Why the fuck did I bring this fucking book? Hey, man, you do it to yourself. Wow, so many easy books to read. Yep. We're waiting on Italian food. We have a caller coming. What are we caller coming? A guy a, with a gentleman food. caller. I don't know. <laughs> Gravity's rainbow. Oh, so fuck. we're going to talk about the douchometer for ten minutes and then not do something douche. What's uh, Fair enough. What's on the cover? It looks like a missile or a rocket. It is indeed. So Gravity's rainbow is a reference to um, the flight of a V two rocket. Mm. Okay. Um, let me see if I can sort of paint a picture for you. Um, when a rocket first, a rocket, mind the you, carrying Coriolis a nuclear effect. warhead, right, takes off. It gets to a certain altitude, and then the the rockets shift. All right, it goes straight up, and then it goes maybe about thirty degrees um, uh, tilted toward its target. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it travels for another couple minutes, another you know hundred hundred miles, whatever it is, and then the rockets cut off completely. All right, at that point. So if you were to if you were to visualize what it looks like, a line straight up and then a line about thirty degrees out, which is very small, um, that point is where the rocket cuts off. It now continues that trajectory all the way to its target, creating this parabolic shape mm-hmm. that is effectively unseen. Right? Mm-hmm. Nothing's cre- nothing's doing this other than gravity. Gravity, it, it essentially at the point the rockets have cut off, is beholden to gravity. That that parabola is gravity's rainbow. Now, the most interesting thing about the gravity's rainbow is that once it hits its target, it's going faster than the speed of sound, which means that the nuclear explosion goes off before everybody hears it. Then the sonic boom comes once everyone's dead. Hmm. That's, gra- that's what gravity's rainbow is referring to. Well, it does depend how close you are to the explosion. Not if it's faster. If, yeah, if you're underneath it, you will not hear the, speed, the, the sonic boom. It's going faster oh, than the speed of sound. Yeah, you'll be dead before you. Yeah. yeah. So, how delightful! Wait, but I don't understand. Okay, I get all that, but what does it have to do with the story? Is it a story? Well, we have to read the book to figure it oh, out. I, thought you were give me a little, I was giving you, you can't judge a book by its cover. Joey. I wanted a little like trailer, a little teaser. That was a pretty good teaser. Uh, I assume it's about bombs. Right, and yeah, shit. You definitely teased me well because I want more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured that was an important way to kind of enter it in. Uh, so I'm about to start reading Gravity's Rainbow by Thomas Pynchon. What year? Uh, nineteen seventy-seven three. Oh, Damn so, close though. Yeah, nineteen seventy-three. So this isn't like Jules Verne speculation. This is like real, real. What? This is based on reality, not just like future speculation. It's really hard to explain. Yes and no. Okay. Um, it's set at the time that it's written. Okay. Um, if not actually a little bit before, come to think of it. Right on. I know. It's been a very long time since I've read this. But it's not like a history of NASA. It's, it's fiction. Very much so, no. no yeah, yeah, it's a fiction. Yeah. It's more, it's more than a fiction. It's hard to describe. It's very, it's postmodern. So there's mm-hmm. many voices that kind of come in, you know, sear in and out. It's uh, it's mechanized. Um, it's 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 weaponized. Yes, yeah. It's hard to describe. It really is a tough book to describe. I don't even really remember it to be honest with you. Right on. Dig <clears throat> in. One, beyond the zero. Nature does not know extinction. All it knows is transformation. Everything science has taught me and continues to teach me strengthens my belief in the continuity of our spiritual existence after death. Werner, Braun, Werner von Braun. A screaming comes across the sky. It has happened before, but there is nothing to compare it to now. It is too late. 
The evacuation still proceeds, but it's all theater. There are no lights inside the cars, no lights anywhere. Above him, light girders, old and as old as an iron queen, and glass somewhere far above the world let the light of day through. But it's night. He's afraid of the way the glass will fall. Soon, it will be a spectacle, the fall of a crystal palace, but coming down in total blackout, without one glint of light, only great invisible crashing. Inside the carriage, which is built on several layers, he sits in velveteen darkness with nothing to smoke, feeling metal nearer and farther. Rub and connect, steam escaping in puffs, a vibration in the carriage's frame, a poising, an uneasiness, all the others pressed in around, feeble ones, second sheep, all, all out of luck and time, drunks, old veterans still in shock from ordinance, 20 years obsolete, hustlers in city clothes, derelicts, exhausted women with more children than it seems could belong to anyone, stacked about among the rest of the things to be carried out to salvation. Only the nearer faces are visible at all. And at that, only half-silvering images in the viewfinder, green-stained VIP faces remembered behind bulletproof windows speeding through the city. They've begun to move. They pass in line out of the main station, out of downtown, and begin pushing into older and more desolate parts of the city. Is this the way out? Faces turn to the, sh to the windows, but no one dares ask, not out loud. Rain comes down. No, this is not disentanglement from, but a progressive knotting into. They go, into, they go in under archways, great entrances of rotted concrete that only look like loops of an underpass. Certain trestles of blackened wood have moved slowly by overhead, and the smells begun, smells begun of coal from days far to past, smells of naphtha, naphtha winters, N-A-P-H, T-H-A? Naphtha? Yeah, naphtha was um, what they used to use in medieval times as like uh, napalm. Oh. Mm. Smells of naphtha winters, of Sundays when no traffic came through, of the coral-like and mysteriously vital growth around the blind curves and out of lonely spurs, a sour smell of rolling stock, absence of maturing rust developing through those emptying days, brilliant and deep, especially at dawn with blue shadows to seal its passage, to try to bring events to absolute zero, and it's poorer and it is poorer the deeper they go. Ruinous secret cities of poor places whose names, have, whose names he has never heard. The walls break down, the roofs get fewer, and so do the chances for light. The road, which ought to be opening out into a broader highway, instead has been getting narrower, more broken, cornering to tighter and tighter until all at once, much too soon, they are under the final arch. Breaks, grab, and spring terribly. It is a judgment from which there is no appeal. The caravan is halted. It is the end of the line. All the evacuees are ordered out. They move slowly, but, with, but without resistance. Those, those marshalling them wear cockades the color of lead and do not speak. It is some vast, very old, dark hotel, an iron extension of the tracks and switchery by which they have come. What, by which they have come here. Globular lights paint a dark green, hang from painted a dark green hang from under the fancy iron eaves, unlit for centuries. The crowd moves without murmurs or coughing down corridors strained and functional as warehouse aisles. Velvet black surfaces content the move contain the movement. The smell is of old wood, of remote wings empty all this time, just reopened to accommodate the rush of souls, of cold plaster where all the rats have died, only their ghosts still as cave painting. Fixed, stubborn, and luminous in the walls, the evacuees are taken in lots by elevator, a moving wood scaffold open to all sides, hoisted by old tarry ropes and cast-iron pulleys whose spokes are shaped like S's. At each brown floor, passengers move on and off, thousands of these hushed rooms without light. 
Some wait alone, some share their invisible rooms with others. Invisible, yes. What do the furnishings matter at this stage of things? Underfoot crunches the oldest of city dirt. The crystallizations of all city has denied, threatened, lied to its children. Each has a hearing of voice. Each has been hearing a voice. One he thought was talking to him only to say, you didn't really believe you'd be saved. Come, we all know who we are by now. No one was ever going to take the trouble to save you, old fellow. There is no way out. Lie in wait, lie still and be quiet, screaming hold across the sky. When it comes, will it come in darkness, or will it bring its own light? Will the light come before or after? Questions? No, but I think I got some clarification on the deuce bag meter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think part of my, um, uh, obviously I, I'm not too good with the words here, but I think adjectives and nouns are bad and verbs are good. Okay. So that's starting to be how... That's very interesting. Wait, bad is more douchey. Yeah. 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 That makes so much sense. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, I want shit to be happening. Yeah, exactly. Just stop yeah. telling me about it. Well, exactly. So many things are happening. I mean, what is what is this? What was that opening? Yeah. Um, just kind of wandering around and describing shit. That's Dr. Strange. Like, yeah, but what is what Honestly, is my brain turns off. Like, I really don't know what's going on there because okay. there's just so much, like, description. I'm like, Got I'm it. just lost and don't care. Well, it's just darkened caves, right? There's archways. It's the old kind of tunnels. Yeah, and, just you know, kind I, of, like, exploring randomness. Well, it's not randomness. I mean, it's remember, I explained to you the, the opening of what, what Graduate Rainbow means, right? Yeah, yeah. So presumably what's going on right now. This is the end. Oh, this is after World War Three. This is yeah, exactly. Presumably during 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 the beginning of the end of World War Three. That's sort of what's okay. being described is the the imagining of all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, just sort of people, you know, evacuating. Right, and- soulless shades being shuffled through the cavernous, you know, tunnels of the earth. Um, and what that means, cities. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And what that means ultimately, it's it's all metaphor for death. I mean, now humanity itself is dead, and this sort of is a way that death is. Hmm. Um, so essentially, the best way to explain it is he's just describing death yeah. incarnate with a capital D. Cool. With a capital douche. So I was <laughs> surrounded by death. I did some <laughs> shit. Again, so and remember, <laughs> it's the imagining of it. It's the yeah. imagining. So um, will the light come before or after? But it is already light. How long has it been light? All this wild light has come percolating in along the cold morning air, flowing now across his nipples. It has begun to reveal an assortment of drunken wastrels. Some in uniform and some not, clutching empty or near-empty bottles, have draped here, or have draped here, draped over a chair, there huddled into a cold fireplace or sprawled on various divans, unhoovered rugs and chaise lounges down the different levels of enormous room, snoring and wheezing out many rhythms in self-renewing chorus as London light, winter and elastic light, grows between the faces of the millioned win- of the mullioned windows grow grows among the strata of lights of last night's smoke still hung fading from the wax beams of the ceiling all these horizontal here these comrades in arms look just as rosy as a bunch of dutch peasants dreaming out their certain resurrection I think that's also why there's the so many books i haven't read i think just the uh getting into detailed descriptions of the place before i care about the person that's in the place well his is- name is captain joffrey quote pirate prentice he is wrapped in a thick blanket. <laughs> Wait, what? Quote, pirate Prentice? Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Pirate Prentice. Pirate is uh, Prentice? Quote. There's Prentice a, there's is quote his last name. around the pirate, the word pirate between Jeffrey. Oh, oh Prentice is his there's, last name. Right. Quote Jeffrey, in. quote, pirate Prentice. 
Okay. I got you. Sorry. Oh, I thought it was no, like his I thought it was like his title. Like this is Joffrey. He's a pirate apprentice. <laughs> Joffrey, Did you put brackets Jeffrey. around the quotes or were there brackets? Yeah, I was trying to figure that out myself. I think they are there. Okay. Yes, they're there. Um because the ones underneath are mine. Why would you have brackets and quotes? Well, I guess we'll find out, won't we? No, seriously, like in like it's not a grammatical, oh, okay. it's a thing. There's a thing. Okay. Like in other words, um they're they're he's parenthesizing the quotes for us there seem there appears to be a larger handed narrator okay. here it's not so like, ju- there is a there is uh, a there is a narrator um, almost in the, like tongue in cheek like he calls yes. himself pirate or something well no it's almost like the narrator might be calling him pirate or that in many ways you know he's referred to as pirate and he hates it so okay. he's putting brackets around it for us gotcha and both of those things simultaneously okay. it is a it is a meta narration right on amidst the narration um jeffrey pirate prentice he is wrapped in a thick blanket, a tartan of a tartan, sorry, tartan of orange, rust, and scarlet. Talk to me about those colors, orange, rust, and scarlet. They're all the same. Well, they're slightly different. <laughs> it's all reds. Well, no, or- orange is orange. Uh, rust, <laughs> rust is like a brownish Iron orange. Brownish, right? yeah. then- no, it's just that spectrum of the colors, the the red to orange. It's all blood in a way, too. Um, his skull feels made of metal. Just above him, twelve feet overhead. Teddy Bloat is about to fall out of the minstrel's gallery, having chosen to collapse just at the spot where somebody in a grandiose fit weeks before had kicked out two of the ebony bolsters, balusters. Now, in his stupor, Bloat has been itching, inching toward the opening, heads, arms, and torso, until all that's keeping him up there is an empty champagne split in his hip pocket. He's got hooked somehow. But, by now, or there's no but, sorry. By now, Pirate has managed to sit up on his narrow bachelor bed and blink about. How awful, how bloody awful. Above him, he hears clothes rip. A special operations executive. The special operations executive has trained him fat to fast responses. He leaps off the cot and kicks it, rolling its caters in Bloat's direction. Bloat's plummeting. Bloat plummeting hits square amidship with a great strum of bedspreads, bedsprings. One of the legs collapses. Good morning, notes, ty- notes pi- pirate. Bloat smiles briefly and goes back to sleep, snuggling well into pirate's blanket. Bloat's one of the co-tenants of the place. A maisonette erected last century, not far from the Chelsea embankment, by Corden Trosp, an acquaintance of the the Rossettis who wore hair smocks and liked to cultivate pharmaceutical plants up on the roof, a tradition young Obi Feel has has lately revived. A few of them have hardy, a few of them hardy enough to survive fogs and frosts, but most returning a fragment of peculiar alkaloids to rooftop earth among the manure from a trio of prized Wessex saddleback sows quartered there by Trapp's successor, and dead leaves off many decorative, decorative trees transplanted to the roof by later tenants, and the odd unstomachable meal thrown, thrown or vomited there by this, sorry, vomited there by this or that sensitive epicurean. All got scrambled together, eventually, by the knives of the, sea spoon, of the seasons, to an impasto, feet thick, an unbelievable black topsoil in which anything could grow, not the least being bananas. Pirate, driven to despair by the wartime banana so- shortage, decided to build a glass hothouse of a roof and persuade a friend who flew, to, uh, Rio to, who flew the Rio to Ascension to Fort Lamy run to pinch him a, a spiraling banana tree or two in exchange for a German camera should Pirate happen to happen across one on his next mission to mission by parachute. Pirate has become famous for his bandana, banana breakfasts. Messmates throng here from here from all over England, even some who are allergic to ru- sorry, even some who are allergic or right out hostile to bananas just to watch for the politics of bacteria. 
The soil's strangling of rings and chains of nets only go- nets only oh, only God can tell the meshes of. He has seen the fruit thrive often to lengths of a foot and a half. Yes, amazing but true. Pirate in the lavatory stands pissing without a thought in his head. There, then he threads himself into a wool robe and wears inside inside out so as to keep his cigarette pocket hidden. Not that his works too well. Not not that this works too well, and circling the warm bodies of friends makes his way to French windows, slides outside to the cold, groans, groans as it hits the fillings in his teeth, climbs a spiral ladder, ringing to the roof garden, and stands for a bit watching the river. The sun is still below the horizon. The day feels like rain, but for now, the air is uncommonly clear. The great power station and the gasworks beyond stand precisely. Crystals groan in morning's beaker, stacks, vents, towers, plumbing, Gnarled emissions of steam and smoke. Ha! Pirate in voiceless roar, watching his breath slip away over the parapets. Ha! Rooftops dance in the morning, his giant bananas cluster, radiant yellow, humid green. His companions below dream of drooling of a dream drooling of a banana breakfast. This well scrubbed day ought to be no worse than any Will it? Far to the east, down in the pink sky, something has just sparked very brightly. A new star, nothing less noticeable. He leans on the parapet to watch. The brilliant point has already become a short vertical white line. It must be somewhere out in the North Sea. At least that far. Ice fields below and a cold smear of sun. What is it? Nothing like this ever happens, but Pirate knows it. After all, he has seen it in a film just in the last fortnight. It's a vapor trail, already a finger's width higher now, but not from the airplane. Airplanes are not launched vertically. This is the new and still, quote, or still most secret German rocket bomb. Incoming mail. Did he whisper that or only think it? He tightens the ragged belt of his rope. Well, the range of these things is supposed to be over 200 miles. You can't see a vapor trail 200 miles now, can you? Oh, oh yes. Around the curve of the earth, farther east, the sun over there, just, riot, just risen over in Holland, is striking the rocket's exhaust, drops and crystals making them blaze clear across the sky. The white line, abruptly, has stopped its climb. That would be fuel cut off, the end, end of burning. What's their word? Vrenschluss. We don't have one, or else it's classified. The bottom of the line, the original star, has already begun to vanish in red daybreak but the rocket will be here before Pirate sees the sunrise. The trail, smudged, slightly torn in two or three directions, hangs in the sky. Already the rocket, gone pure ballistic, has risen higher, but invisible now. Oughtn't he be doing something? Get to the operations room at Stanmore? They must have found the channel radars. No, no time, really. Less than five minutes, Haug to here. The time it takes to walk down to the tea shop in the corner, for light from the sun to reach the planet of love. No time at all. Run out in the street, warn the others, pick bananas. He trudges through the black compost in the hothouse. He feels he's about to shit. The missile, 60 miles high, must be coming up to the peak of its trajectory by now, beginning its fall now. Trust work is pierced by daylight. Milky panes beam benef- beneficently, ugh, beneficently down. How could there be a winter? Yeah. Is it? Benef- beneficently, yeah. Milky no panes beam beneficently, like, you know. Um, Beneficial? God-like. Both beneficial, but also like, yeah. You know, Healingly. Like, yeah, all, all of the above. How could there be a winter, even this one, gray enough to age this iron that can sing in the wind or cloud these windows that open another season, however falsely preserved? 
pirate looks at his watch. Nothing registers. The pores of his face are prickling, emptying his mind. A commando trick. He steps into the wet heat of his bananary, sets about picking for the ripest and best, holding up the skirt of his robe to drop them in, allowing himself to count only bananas, moving bare-legged among the pendulous bunches. Among these yellow chandeliers, this tropical twilight. Out into the winter, out into the winter again. The contrail is gone entirely from the sky. Pirate's sweat lies on his skin, almost as cold as ice. He takes some time lighting a cigarette. He won't hear the thing come in. It travels faster than the speed of sound. The first news you get of is the blast. Then, if you're still around, you hear the sound of it coming in. What if it should hit exactly? Uh, no. For a split second, you'd have to feel the very point with a terrible mass above strike the top of the skull. <laughs> Pirate hunches his shoulders, bearing his bananas down the corkscrew ladder. That's the end of the first part. Those motherfuckers sure like some bananas. <laughs> Why bananas? I assume just potassium. Maybe. Or the phallic nature. Maybe. What's <laughs> potassium is interesting. Mm. What's the what's the um the periodic symbol for potassium? K. Mm-hmm. K. Absolute zero? Okay. Kelvins. They mentioned that earlier. I still don't see Nuclear the connection. Winter. Oh. I guess it's all metaphorical. <laughs> it is all metaphorical. Mm. But also what 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 is the shape of a banana? Oh, rainbowish. Parabolic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was also going to say like a missile, too. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. works, too. Both uh, work. Um, potassium is also, I think it's potassium iodide you need to prevent uh, nuclear yeah. radiation. Right? It helps. They, 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 yeah. Like it helps. Radiation like they, sickness. Yeah. It, it gave it to like people at Chernobyl and there stuff. There you go. Interesting. Very interesting. So obviously, he's just everybody here seems to be paranoid about the bomb. Either that or it's gone off already and there's just radiation everywhere, anyways. Does it seem like it's gone out already? Um, out already? Maybe not there, but it seems like it's a thing that happens. A thing that happens? Like it, like it, it does go off every now and then? Like, like there other are. places? Yeah, I assume that this was not... Hmm? You assume that this was not what? I, I assume that uh, nukes have already gone off in this war. Got it. Okay, I see. Um, if a nuke goes off in someone's mind, has it gone off? <laughs> if a tree falls in the woods, exactly. Yeah, it's slightly different. I mean, no, no. yeah, because in a if in a psychological sense, yes, is if if even if the bomb doesn't go off, it it is in this world just as bad as if it has. You're talking about like parano inducing, yes, paranoia inducing, paranoia inducing. Like it's almost like kind yeah. of a phantom. It's uh, what, what's that? You know, pl uh, the placebo effect in a yeah, weird yeah. way, in the opposite sense. Um, what is going, that when you think when you believe you're sick, you but you really are? Uh, Hypochondria, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it's kind of like that. hysteria. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of what it's encapsulating here. Right it, on. it both has gone off and has not gone off at the same time. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. The, but that's The fear pirate. of it has evacuated cities and left it desolate as though it were. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I forgot how unfunny the beginning of this book is. I guess it makes sense. I mean, it's it's much, it's much. It's among the darkest that he's written. Mm. I actually um, didn't mind it that much. That was kind of interesting. It was definitely a little too flowery for my taste. And I, don't, I do understand all the... This is his masterpiece. I mean, this mm. is by yeah. far Pynchon's best, and uh -huh. and many argue one of the greatest books of the 20th century. No question. I mean, I've heard that before. Yeah, it's it's a it's a wonderful book. It's really good, but yeah, it's very flowery, and it's definitely like his most but most would, douchey book. Would you say that it definitely fits that Cold War mentality? Like, oh yeah, it, it encapsulates it, it's it so like perfectly that in that time period kind of thing. Mm. I mean, I didn't live through it, so I don't know. But I mean, it it 
if you, it, from my perspective, it definitely seems to shed light on it because it is sort of funny too. It, there's a lot, there's a lot of this book that's very humorous and hilarious. It reminded me, I said a, earlier, like of, twisted way of strange love. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah, absolutely. Like, You're absolutely be- right. Because the beginning was like kind of like, pictured like a montage of you know ruined cities and bombs going off. Yeah, it reminded me of like the end, but like there's like funny happy music playing or something. It's exactly ironic, like that. You know? Yeah, that's exactly right. That was the tone I was thinking. Um, shall I keep going for a little bit more? Or do you guys have questions on this? Shall I? How you doing, Sean? Are you okay over there? I'm, I'm always good. On this douchebag. <laughs> how many how, how many proofs are we looking at here so far? Um, yeah, we're like we uh, need comedy. The, the, I, exactly. I'll bring some more comedy. I'll bring some more pension at some point because a lot of it's very very funny. Yeah, we're riding at like a six or so. This is that's uh, it. Yeah, it's Oof, it's not what? undersell. I would yeah. I would put it higher. I really? This is an eight. Way, yeah, mm. eight proofs. Me too. Me too. Hmm. I mean, come on, dude. Every single thing is a metaphor and it's just constant. There's no, yeah, there's no sentence that goes by without at least like seven adjectives. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't disagree at all. <laughs> oh, okay. I, um, well, yeah, yeah I, I guess Be I was- angrier is what we're saying. Yeah, I'm come sorry. on. <laughs> I, was, I was just giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he likes it. Oh, um, well, a secret douchebag. I, I didn't- uh, <laughs> I, I like the idea of, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic. Uh, that, Interesting. That's the, uh, you know, genre of our time, I believe. Um, right on. You know, I think that's the, uh, the, the trend towards zombies and all of that is yeah, kind yeah. of a, uh, a general feeling in the ether. Well, let's see if we can get some more comedy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you don't like it as much. What have I written so far? <laughs> by the, I have a little thing here written, scrawled out. Um, Notes to future self no, on who but not the, to the, kill. The corkscrew ladder, rockets fall, bearing gravity's rainbow, a ladder bearing bananas, man, nature. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so so the rockets fall and the ladder is sort of the same kind of thing. You know what I mean? A rocket fall and the 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 corkscrew ladder. As a rocket's going to be falling, it's twisting as mm-hmm. well. Okay, and that's sort of the corkscrew ladder. Um, and and it's it it the the man is also the corkscrew ladder is bearing gravity's rainbow, right? If we talk about okay. the fall of the rocket see, yeah, as yeah. it's falling, if you that plot is it the out end the of Gravity's Rainbow, this yeah, yeah. entire thing. It's, Sean, it's bearing Sean O'Brien is it. currently holding his hand like he's cupping some balls. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then finally, and, uh, and, and you know, uh, we have Pirate who's bearing bananas on his back as he's descending the staircase, kind of twisting around. I, so, I don't know, I guess he's... Oh, it's Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> Maybe two with Diddy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. it works. I wrote this when I was in college. I'm not sure. Diddy, Diddy's on his back. <laughs> um, all right, here we are. Next part. Good reference. Right before our our pizza, our food comes. We got 15. Probably. I'm yeah. counting it down. <laughs> yeah, me too. I got my watch going. <laughs> Across a blue tile patio, in through a door to the kitchen. Routine. Plugging American blending machine one from the Yank last summer. Some poker games. Table stakes. Boq somewhere in the north. Never remember now. Chop several bananas into pieces. Make coffee and urn. Get can of milk from cooler. Puree, na- puree, nanas and milk. Lovely. Milk comes coat, in a can. I would coat all the booze, coro- and the future booze, is booze corroded stomachs of England. A bit of marge. Still smells all right. Melt and skillet. Peel more bananas. Slice lengthwise. Marge sizzling. In go yeah. long slices. Light over whoop. Blow us in some <clears throat> light light oven. <laughs> Blow us up, blow us all up someday. Oh, <laughs> yes. Peeled whole bananas and go, peel whole bananas to go in broiler, grill as soon as it heats. Find marshmallows. In staggers Teddy Bloat with Pirate's blanket over his head. Slips on a banana peel and falls on his ass. Kill myself, he mutters. The Germans will for you. Guess what I saw from the roof? That V2 on the way? A4, yes. 
I watched it out the window about 10 minutes ago. Looked queer, didn't it? Haven't heard a thing since. Have you? Must have fallen short out of sea or something. 10 minutes? Trying to read the time on his watch. At least. Bloat is sitting on the floor, working the banana peel into a pajama lapel for a boutonniere. I don't know what that is. Boutonniere? Boutonniere? Boutonniere, yeah. Boutonier. Isn't that the I thing on your... I thought it was like a blouse. Yeah, isn't that the thing you wear at your prom? Where you go? Sounds good. Hold on. Let me check it. I'm on board. Pyro goes to the phone and rings up Stanmore after all. Has to go through the usual long, long routine, but knows he's already stopped believing in the rocket he saw. God has plucked it for him, out of its airless sky like a steel banana. Prentice here. Did you have anything like a pip from Holland a moment ago? <laughs> yes. Yes, we saw it. That could ruin, that could ruin a man's taste for sunrises. <laughs> he rings off. Has balls they lost dropped. it over the coast. They're calling it premature Brenschluss. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cheer up. Teddy crawling back over the busted cot. There'll be more. Good old bloat. Always the positive word. Pirate for a few seconds there, wanting to talk to Stanmore, was thinking, danger's over. Banana breakfast is safe. But it's only a reprieve, isn't it? There will indeed be others. Each just like it likely to land on top of him. No one, no one either side of the front knows exactly how many more. Will we have to stop watching the sky? Opsy feels stands... Opsy Feel stands in the minstrel's gallery, holding one of the biggest of pirate but pirates bananas so that it protrudes to the fly of his striped pajama so that protrudes out of the fly of his striped pajama bottoms, stroking it with the other he had hand, the great jaundiced curved and triplets against four four toward the ceilings. So toward the ceiling, he acknowledges Dawn at the following. Time together your ass up off the floor. Have a banana, brush your teeth and go tod- go toddling off to war. Wave your hand to sleep your hand, kiss the dreams away. Tell Miss Grable you're not tell Miss Grable you are not able, not till V E Day. Oh, everything will be grand in Savy Street. Have a banana, bubbly wine and girls with to lip sweets. But there's still German or two to fight to show us a smile that's shiny bright. And then as we may have suggested once before, gather your blooming up. <laughs> Gather you? your bloom cars up off the floor. There's a second verse, but before we can go get quite into it, Prancing Obsi, uh, Os, Osby is lean, leap, god damn it. There's a second verse, but before we can get, we can Same quite get to first. it. Prancing, Prancing Osby is leaning up and thoroughly pummeled, in part with his own stout banana, by Bartley Goblet, Gobbitch. Excuse me? <laughs> the Coverly Pox and Maurice quote, saxophone, reed, among others. In the kitchen, black market marshmallows slide languid into this into syrup atop pirate's double broiler and soon begin tr- thickly to bubble. Coffee brews. On a wooden pub sign, daringly taken, one daylight raid by the drunken Bartleby Gobbitch, a gross... <clears throat> a cross which still survives in intent... Hold on a intaglio. second. Can we talk about Legends. black market... Black market marshmallows? Sure. Uh, of, like... I don't know. I mean, I, I, there might have been some sort of, I don't know. It, yeah. I mean, like of all the things in war, like, is that the thing that really it, people just crave? If you're like, making banana breakfast, yeah. <laughs> For pirate. It seems important. Oh. Uh, there, That's actually, there's been historical examples of that kind of stuff. I, yeah, I guess. Just Where like, armies would like, you know, invade certain cities just because they knew there was like. A spice. There was or, bacon there or something. You guys oh, like really? bananas? Um, I do. Fuck it, bananas. Wait. Wow. Bananas are you bullshit. Can. I, I mean, do there's not like, like whole bananas. Websites that I, I've had, to I'll that, tell you but. what. I've probably had 300 bananas my entire life, and I've only had four good ones, like enjoyable experiences of banana. But I eat a lot of them, and I'm probably going to eat more it, soon. Uh, do you like artificial banana? 
I don't, I don't even know what that means. There's like, a lot of no. Like banana Laffy Taffy. Oh, or like banana like, flavor? Yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. Got, uh, so you might, you know what that difference is? No. This is actually a weird little thing. Sugar? Uh, no, it's um, the the candy flavor banana is actually designed off of the old bananas. So bananas are essentially a monoculture. They, they have like one genetic strain of banana that is what we import. But what we used to import was a different type of banana and those all had like a giant uh, uh, plague essentially, and those bananas can are, are no longer grown. So the bananas that the artificial is based off of are the old type of bananas that are sent that are, from what I understand, tastier bananas than the ones that we have. But the ones that we have now are just hardier. That's so weird. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Bananas okay. in Brazil are like half our size. Oh yeah, They're like little tiny bananas. Weird. All right. So I guess maybe I had like African bananas or like OG bananas apparently, but. No, the bananas we have are have you, bullshit. What a, yeah, there's so many good. Yeah, banana bread, like fried. Oh, banana bread's decent. Like fried bananas and like plantains and shit are good. I'm not a fan of the plantains. Plantains, plantains. plantains I, are good. Is there a different step, brother? I can't remember the taste of plantains. Uh, plantain is just like, like an unsugary banana. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like those. Plant, like plantain chips, to, I like By the way, you're not mm. supposed to eat a whole banana. It's too much sugar for you. You're supposed to eat half a banana a day. Half a banana? Yeah. Who the fuck eats half a banana? Yeah, man. That's the point. The other half's going to go bad. A whole banana is actually a yeah, crazy a amount of banana. sugar. Oh. It's too much. That's weird. That's what I've been reading. That's so from, strange, but I guess there's enough five. Well, there's well, so much I mean, fucking- That's based on the current diet philosophy Cur- that sugar correct. is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that cycles all of the time, which we've done entire shows about. I come from the school of Vinnie Tortorich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Adam master. Carolla school of yeah. uh, fitness design. Uh. I should have, so I, I don't remember any of this book very well, but if you want, you could maybe look up like the most interesting. Well, what was the uh, the boutonniere? Uh, the boutonniere, I think that was the word you were looking for. It's like the French word, boutonniere. Shana I Brown? still don't think that's. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's just the, the flower hmm. you wear when you, you pin to your chest when you go to the prom or something like that. It's a oh, single right. flower or bud. Hmm. Weird. Um, look up the most, you know, I don't know, uh, best part of Gravity's Rainbow. <laughs> okay, sure. Just Probably the apex. Really? The Doper's Dream. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Well, the Doper's Dream? Sure. Let me just read is that. Is this a chapter? No, there's a little, th- I don't like know. Like a poem? or Halfway through, I'm trying uh, to just like Berlin Some randomly cool inset text. Yeah, it just looks interesting. Go for it. And also, yeah, I'll just read that. It's called The Doper's Dream. And it's written in kind of poem form. Last night I dreamed I was plugged right in to a bubbling hookah so high when all of a sudden some Arab Jinny jump up and wink in his eye. I'm here to obey all your wishes, he told me. As for words, I was trying to grope. Good buddy, I cried. You could surely oblige me by turning me into some dope. Turning me onto some dope. With a big fat smile, he took a hold of my hand and we flew down the sky in a flash. And the first thing I saw in the land where he took me was a whole solid mountain of hash. All the trees was a bloomin' with pink and purple pills, or a Ramalier river flowed by. To the mount, to the magic mushrooms as a wild as to the magic mushrooms as wild as a rainbow, so pretty that I wanted to cry. All the girls come to greet us, so sweet in slow motion, morning glories woven into their hair, bringing big, great big handfuls of snowy co- snowy cocaine, all their dope they were eager to share. Well, we dallied for days, just a ballin' and smokin' in the flowering Panama red, just piggin' on peyote and nutmeg tea. All the brownies, so kind to your head. Now I could have passed that good time forever, and I really was fixing to stay. But you know, Ginny turned out to be a narco man, and he busted me right where I lay. 
and he looked and he took me back to this cold, cold world. Now I'm, now I'm, God damn it. Now I'm prisoned wherever I be, and I dream of the days back in Doberland, and I wonder, will I ever go free? Thank you for listening to Literally Literary. That right there was a motherfucking poetry. <laughs> Thought you might like that. Rhymed and everything. <laughs>